telling you, last week got to me so, so much because, you know, sometimes we just think of heaven as a funeral message that you only hear about it when somebody dies. And I just, I, I, I just personally have been convicted, excuse me, been convicted that, you know, that we need to share with you more about it because if we don't, you have to understand this and understand this well. And I want you to know that this is a theme in the whole message. What you do here is preparing you for, for there. What you go through here is preparing you for there. You get what I'm saying? Everybody talks about next level, oh, preparing for my next level. No, watch this, that the preparation you do here is preparing you for eternity. We always think about next level as far as the next house. No, God is preparing your character for what you shall be when you get there. Yeah. All right? So that is a common theme that I want you to understand that what you do here prepares you for where? There, heaven. And so the purpose of this message series is to answer the questions and address the misconceptions about heaven and the afterlife. By the end of this message, I pray that it will reassure and assure those of uh, uh, those of you that uh, of the hope that lies within last week I'm not gonna do much review but last week I talked about um, what happens when you die <clears throat> excuse me I talked about what happens when you die we talked about the different beliefs uh, if you have not heard uh, saw the message please go to YouTube and it's there um, but one thing that I really want to stress there is no such thing as soul sleep when you die, your body is not unconscious. Your, 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 your spirit is not unconscious. So, when you die, ladies and gentlemen, you are, uh, when you die, uh, again, your spirit and your soul is absent from the body. Okay, and Paul said it again. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So again, when you die, you are not unconscious. You're very conscious. You're very alert where you are. Either you go two places. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. You go to hell based upon you not believing in the son, of, uh, uh, believing in God's son, which is Jesus Christ. Receiving eternal life that is through Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's how you make it there. The way you make it to heaven is that you have genuinely received Jesus um, as your Lord and Savior. All right? That's how... You make it in. Does that make sense? So that's how it's simple as that. Many people uh, uh, complicate it, but it's not that complicated. It is it's pretty much saying that he's your Lord and you are enduring to the end with that confession. Are you hearing me? And it's got to be more of a confession of the mouth. It has to be displayed through your heart. It has to be in your So... Let's talk about heaven. So heaven, again, is the, one of the most misunderstood places. Uh, the pictures and the images that people use for heaven is completely <laughs> erroneous. It doesn't make much sense. People have this idea that heaven is a place, ladies and gentlemen, where as though uh, you got, well, let me stop there. So today we're going to talk about what will heaven be like. Now, I can't address everything in this setting, so I'll be doing it Tuesday. So we're going to address what heaven will be like. Although we cannot comprehend its splendor, the Bible gives us beautiful descriptions of the place in which those who receive Jesus Christ will spend eternity. First, before we go forward um, and talk more about this, I must address the issue that we have here. And the one thing that I want you to understand that heaven is real. Yeah. 
Heaven is not a mystical place. Heaven is just as real as any other place that you will go to. All right. It's not a mystical place. Many people have this idea that heaven is a place that is so mystical. It's so uh, uh, so mystical. And then you, you have uh, 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 angels playing harps on 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 clouds. All of this stuff It's just, you know, we're just going to be playing spades and all of this stuff. Like it's so misunderstood. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just know they're going to be singing in the heavenly choir. Yes, they'll be singing there, but there is no, <laughs> there is no, <laughs> there is a choir, but it's not like, oh, you know, when a person died like a Whitney Houston or somebody like that, oh, I just know she's going to be singing in the heavenly choir. I just, I just know she's going to be, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, we, we, we got to be careful with that. I just know uncle and them, they up there playing spades. Like, <laughs> we got to be careful of that. Yes, there is singing there and then there's those who 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 sit at the throne who, who sit at the throne 24 7 chanting holy 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 but we have to make sure that we have a better understanding that heaven is a real place all right heaven is a real place that number one uh, the first thing i want you to understand that heaven is a tangible place it is tangible it is not intangible matter of fact heaven is a lot closer than what you think <laughs> I'm not going to mess with your minds too bad. But heaven is a tangible place. Heaven is a tangible place. What do I mean by that? It is a place that has real buildings. Well, it is not a figment of imagination. Jesus, matter of fact, he said, I've gone to prepare a place well, for you. Yeah. And I'll get into more on Tuesday that we will also be building buildings. Well, get into that more on Tuesday. Okay, John chapter 14, verse 2. It says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, would, uh, would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So there are real structures in heaven. Um, there, there, there are real structures in heaven. Uh, can, I get, can I go a little bit further, right? So I don't have this uh, on the screen, but I want you to go to Revelations chapter 21 real quick. I'm going to get into this more on Tuesday. I don't have the time to cover it all uh, in this setting. I'm just going to, I just want to build a case. All right. Is that okay? I want to show you again and have a better understanding of what is going on. All right. When it comes down to heaven. All right. So I want to let's let's go there. Verse 10, it says, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Watch this. And also, she had great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south and three gates on the west. Now, the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So. Heaven, ladies and gentlemen, real place, real structure, as you see there. Yeah, that's 
real structure, a real place. And then if you read further, which we're going to read on uh, Tuesday and go a little further in, it starts getting into its measurements. All right, let me let me paint it this way. In verse 15, it says, and he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its walls, 140 uh, four cubits according to the measure of a man that is of an angel. The construction of its walls was at, was of jasper and the city was pure gold like gla- like clear glass. So this is not a this is not a made up thing. Are you hearing me? A matter of fact, John, John the Revelator, ladies and gentlemen, who Jesus has given this awesome uh, experience to John, ladies and gentlemen, can only articulate it in how he can fathom it. So even though John is giving these beautiful descriptions, heaven even exceeds a man's imagination. Are you hearing me? So while we have, while we can only use our language to kind of try to put it in words, even what John is saying goes beyond that. Are you hearing me? Also, let me tell you this. Heaven is also a place of real, uh, uh, real buildings and also real vineyards. Matthew chapter 26, verse 29. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. In other words, we can assert and many theologians can assert that there will be tangible vineyards there. Are you hearing me? Then also, ladies and gentlemen, heaven is also referred to as a country. It can be referred to as a country, referred to as a city. And Hebrews 11 verse 16 will say, but now they desire a better that is heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. So you have a country, then a city. In other words, it's it's the interchangeable uh, different words that heaven is being used for. So again, So you can have an understanding that heaven is a real place. Are you hearing me? So again, it can be sometimes you hear, oh, the city of the the city of the new Jerusalem. All of these words that describe heaven. It's new heaven. All right. That you see in Revelation 21. Behold, I saw a new earth and a new heaven. When you think about heaven, heaven is word, heaven in the Greek, oftentimes when you mention, when he says the third heaven, then you talk about, you talk about, uh, we talk about uh, this right here, the skies you see right now, what we can visibly see is considered, uh, the, it can be used interchangeably. And so it's used as uh, the sky, then it refers to, again, our, our solar system, and then it then refers to the abode of where God is. Yeah. All right? So when we talk about heaven in this series, we are referring to the third definition, the abode of where God is. All right. So, again, heaven is referred to as a country because of its vastness, how vast it is, how how large this place is. That it is a country, it is a real place. Because, again, most people think that heaven is this thing that Christians made up. So you can so you can believe this. So 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 it can control you. No, 
Heaven is a real place. And Jesus, uh, Jesus spoke about it. But also he spoke through uh, he spoke through men like John and spoke through men like Paul to give further understanding about what this place is all about. All right. So the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, why did they talk? Why is John saying these things? Why did Paul say these things? Because at the time the church was being persecuted and they needed a hope. And they needed hope to be, and they needed their hope to be assured that that you standing on this truth is just not for any reason. That there is a reward to this thing. You get what I'm saying? You're not doing this for any old thing. No, there's rewards waiting for you. There's crowns waiting for you. Though those are, as a matter of fact, people, and I'm gonna address this on Tuesday. People have this idea that we're gonna be bored in heaven. There's no such thing as boredom. Matter of fact, you'll be working in heaven. But work as we know it is not the same. Matter of fact, I tell you this. We'll return back to where Adam was in the garden. God's original intent for man. God's original intent was for us to work but not feel the labor or the stresses of it. It was to have dominion, take care of what I've given you, be a steward over it. And God is returning us back to that form, back to that state. The only way you feel not like the only reason why we feel like we hate work and all that stuff like that is because of our fallen state. You get up and say, I hate this job. You wouldn't have that same feeling when you're when you're in heaven. You're not going to have that same feeling. Are you get what I'm saying? It will not be the same. It will not be that same feeling because, again, that this is a whole that, that, that he said, I saw heaven literally come down to earth. Jesus setting up his kingdom. And, and this is some other stuff that I could get into uh, that because then that talks about the new age and the millennium. And I'm just trying to focus on heaven. But the, the, the interesting thing is that it has angels sitting at these 12 gates. And most people think in the system that, it, it, that, they, they, that when you see images of heaven, you just see these gold gates. But they don't, they don't really show you that at each gate they are pearls. So the reality is my pastor, she did a series on uh, heaven talking about dying to live. And she began to say how at people have this misconception that, you, you, that they're regular, like how we see gates, you know, that will open up a gated community. No, those actual pearls are the gates. Those gates are actually made of pearl. Which is crazy to me, which at each gate, literally pearl. I'm like, wow, amazing. And again, that is, you can see it again, uh, as we just read in Revelations 21, how that back, backs up that claim. So what will heaven be like? What will heaven be like? So again, we have to understand that it is a real place. It's not a figment of imagination, that it is at just as real as you would go to any country. It is, it is like a country, like when we would fly out and go to a vacation destination or any place like that, that you need, uh, when you travel internationally, you're going to need a passport or a visa. And that gives you, and a visa is what helps you uh, regain access into a place. Or a passport is what also helps you regain access that you can come in and, and out and different things like that. The same thing, what secures you and what gives you that assurance is if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If your name is not written there, you will not have any access. 
Matter of fact, you won't even be able to be around to have access. Because, again, that your soul will spend an eternity in the lake of fire, feeling its effects. And you do not want that. All right? And the very good thing about it is because your name is written, you can come in and out of the city. See, everyone thinks that, again, when God... Be oh, I'm trying not to go... But when God brings back his kingdom here, and you see this is the city of the new Jerusalem that has set up itself, right? Everyone has this idea that we'll all be in the city. But don't take in the fact that you and I, God is going to place us in different parts. Giving us different things. Occupy that, occupy that. And you can keep going back in and out of the city. Why? Because you have the access. That we can access the city. There will be no temple because we got the city. We can be there. Matter of fact, Revelation chapter 21, and which blew my mind, verse 1, it says there will be no more sea. I said, what in the world does it mean? No more sea. I said, what in the world? And it's still, I'm still looking and studying it, and so I don't want to speak uh, premature, but they say it more in the spiritual sense because when you look at the sea, it, it, it's a negative connotation that comes with the sea. Very interesting. Uh, when John saw, he saw, I saw the beast come out, out of the sea. And so oftentimes when you see the sea, it's also, it stands for something that causes trouble. Yeah. Or something that, 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 that is separation. In other words, what he's saying is, is that there will be no more separation between, there, there's no more separation with this new Jerusalem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. There's no separation. It's, 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 and, 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 and as I study more, as I study more, I'm going to share more about that because that blew my mind. I said, no more. See, and do you mean that in the literal or the figurative? What does that mean? Because, again, you have to look at the meanings and see what exactly is it mean. Is it talking literal or because then you see other scriptures that his reign shall be from sea to sea. I'm like, okay. So if you're saying it's no more, it's a long story. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep studying that and get back to you with that. Amen. But heaven, what will heaven be like? It is a heaven is a place of no mores. What do you mean by that, Pastor B? I say no more tears and pain nor sorrow. Uh, Revelations, Revelations chapter 21, verse 4 will say, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. That was with the former life. What does it mean to go into the next life and have to still suffer and still go through pain? Hindus and Buddhists. What does that even mean? Or purgatory idea from the Catholics. What does that even mean? That I got to go through this before I got to be cleansed first before I can go. It doesn't make sense. Does not make sense. So again, there will be no more. No more. No more will you sorrow and have tears as you had before in the sense of separation and the death. It will not be that way anymore. Because fully, because that, 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 has, that has gone away. The former has passed. And God has now done a new thing. All right? I want to go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Put that in your hearing as well. Are you getting something out of this so far? Yeah. Yes. 
All right. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. You ready? Blessed and holy is he who, who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. In other words, blessed is those over, uh, blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. So the second death, in the other words, is it is, will have no more power over you. I will not die again. It will not have no second power because uh, when you refer to the second death, right? So you die once and then either your spirit, uh, uh, your spirit or soul spends eternity either in heaven or hell. Now, this is where people get into when we talk about the second death, right? The second death is when, ladies and gentlemen, you who have not received Christ, that is when you are casting again into the lake of fire. Where, as though there's some people that believe in this total annihilation, right? Whereas though you will be no more. Then there's other people who believe in the fact that you know, not that you will uh, not that you will not cease to exist, but you will not exist in this new heaven or new earth. Your spirit and your soul. Is, is being forever tormented in the lake of fire. That is your end, okay? That is your end. That's where it stops for you. You'll be spending eternity there in the lake of fire. You cannot come out of the lake of fire. There is not something where God shows pity on people in the, grace of fire, in the lake of fire and then you come out. That don't work that way. People have taught that idea and said, oh, God is going to have mercy on some people in the lake of fire and they're going to come. No, when you're in the lake of fire, it's over. It's, you're not getting out of that. That is what you're going to spend eternity in. It, you had your chance. You had your chance in this life to receive him. In the next life, he doesn't give people chances. Contrary to what some believe about the afterlife. God does not give second chances after he didn't give you chances here. And God's infinite and sovereignty and his infinite mercy and sovereignty, God has given everyone a choice. God has brought at least somebody along your path to share with you the gospel. There will be nobody in this earth that will never hear the gospel. In his sovereignty. Point two, heaven, what will heaven be like? Heaven is a place of perfect rest. Perfect rest. Revelations 14 verse 13 says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, one of my favorite verses, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. What does this mean, ladies and gentlemen? That, that this is not a cessation of activities, but rather the completion of a goal. Again, as I told you, we will not stop doing activities in heaven. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? We'll be worshiping. We'll be singing. We'll be working. You know what I mean? We'll be enjoying fellowship with God and also with other believers. Which is an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. We'll get to talk to 
some of the people, man, most of the Bible heroes you hear about, we'll get to talk to them, have fellowship with everyone there. You get what I'm saying? It is an amazing thing, but more importantly, it's fellowship with God, as I'll talk with later. So again, in other words, what it's saying that it is meaning that our spiritual battle here is over. We're no longer fighting in that type of sense. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 no, that we, we are now in the presence of God. Our earthly labors are over. It's over. So I get the rest. Finally have rest. I'm not dealing with pains in my body. I'm not dealing with the labors of, of trying to make sure to provide for a home. I'm not doing any of that. I am at a place of complete rest. My rest is now recognized. I, am, I come into that what is called the Sabbath rest. I have that rest now. My mind is at rest. You get what I'm saying? We can be all over the place in our minds. And some of that, and let me tell you something. I, I keep trying to tell you that some of the reason why you have to understand why heaven is so important. Because, again, you have to understand that, again, what you do here is preparing you for there. There are certain things. Sunday where it was a day at a time. Well, Sundays was a day that we set a time for, the, for rest, that we come here to worship. We come here to worship, and, and back in the day, there was nobody was working on Sundays, all of that. But now you work on Sundays, you got to do all of this stuff like that. But the, the reality is, is that there's some things that happen here that gets you ready for there. So why do you come to church? We come to church because this is a gathering of believers and also gives a chance for unbelievers to then receive Christ. So what does this coming to church thing do? Get me ready for being in, uh, among other believers. Oh, I hate coming to church. I don't want to be around a bunch of hypocrites. Well, you're going to be around a bunch of regenerated hypocrites in heaven. <laughs> I don't get it. You are not going to be by yourself in heaven. You are not going to be introverted in heaven. You want to know? That's not, going to, that's not, that's not what heaven's about. Are you getting me? See, we don't know. This is why people don't talk about heaven because they don't know how to connect what we go through here with there. You have to understand there are certain things we do here. There are certain things we go through that when we get there, wow. Okay. I will still talk about that on Tuesday. I want to go further into that. Point three. Can I keep going? Heaven is a place free from impurity and darkness. There cannot be any impurity in heaven. There won't be. That's why, you'll, that's why when I go into later, you'll have new everything. You can't take that into a place. Heaven is a place of complete purity. That's why the devil had to get kicked out. Because the moment sin, which is a pride, takes and he was able to talk a third of the angels out of there, he had to go. And the demons had to go with him. The fallen angels, as they would say, had to go with him. Because God is holy. And everything around him has to be holy. It cannot be impure. All right. Revelations 21. Let's Revelations 21, 27. But there shall be no means, but there shall be, I mean, but there shall by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Again, 
There can be nothing that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. That's why if your name is not in the book, you can't enter in. That's why God has a list of names written in the book. Why? Because any person that has not received a name is not in the book, ladies and gentlemen, you are defiled. Oh, God is such a loving God. He's just. <laughs> He's just. He's just. He loved you that much that you had to do a lot to send yourself to hell. You got to do a lot. Literally. God will have you one night. You never heard God put on the, the television of a preacher comes on. And in that moment, you have, you have to come into accountability. Say, I never heard the word of God. God is telling you at this time at 3 o'clock in the morning when you were drunk, this man came on right in front of you and you didn't give your life to Christ when you had the chance. And it wasn't Peter Popoff. God use a YouTube video in our heart second. You say, how in the world I get onto this? God is say, oh, I never heard your name before. Listen, at this distant time, there was a YouTube video. This pastor was preaching about heaven named Pastor Bree, and you didn't, you didn't come to salvation. Can't do nothing for you. You had your chance. <laughs> People think this is a game. God has records. <laughs> I thought he threw his sin, our sins in the sea of forgiveness. Yes, he has. But he has a record. Everybody got to give an account. <laughs> God got records. Now, for those who are saved, he don't hold it against us. But everybody still got to <laughs> give an account. Are you hearing me tonight? <laughs> There's files on each and every one of us. <laughs> I just get so nervous even get in heaven. God be like, Michael, give me one of those. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon. His last name is Hill, Michael. Oh, which Hill? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is a joke. It is not nothing serious. I don't want you to take that to heart. <laughs> uh, that part right there. My God, I, I just don't even want to hear some of these. Jesus. <laughs> Revelation 22, verse 5, it says, There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. There will be no sun and moon, because the light radiates from God. There will be no sun and moon. You will need it because God is light. <laughs> That's one of the things Jesus referred to himself as. He says he's the light of the world. See, people don't talk about this stuff with heaven. They only talk about we playing spades. I just know they're up there cracking jokes. You know, I'm not saying there won't be a joy. We'll have a joyous time, but I'm just saying people in there, whatever. And so, uh, so there will be no night there. It's light. There's no need for sun and moon because Jesus is the light. For the Lord gives them light. Light will radiate. It will come out of the city of Jerusalem. Are you hearing me tonight? All right. Point four. Point four. Heaven, what will heaven be like? Heaven is a place where all needs will be met. 
There will be no all of this hunger and those who suffer with home. There is none of that. There's no homeless. There's none of that. Every need that you will ever have will be met. Everyone. Revelation 7, verse 16 through 17. Do you see it? It says, they will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. Thank you, God, because this heat is really getting to me. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Are you hearing me? That every need, oh my God. Well, I thought he supplied all needs here. Well, you learn it here, so you'll be, oh my yeah. God. Y'all got to understand. You get the, you, you, the, we, we're practicing that here. So you can understand that, yeah, that there's needs in the world that still, but I'm, what I'm talking, talking about is, is individual now, right? There, there's needs in the world, there's hunger in the world, all of that stuff that's going on. There will not be any of that in heaven. But what I'm going to connect it from here to there is this is that, again, that Jesus tells us not to worry about what you should eat or drink. It is the same. We will have no worries in heaven. But Jesus is saying, I don't want you to, I want you to, Practice this now. Don't worry about that. I'm going to take care of you. Because when you get there, all of it is going to be in me anyway. So why not learn it here? Woo! Jesus is telling us even today, why are you worrying about that? It will seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. That's all you got to do. Don't worry about that stuff. But guess what? You're learning it here. Because there, God is the source. He's the source of everything. And God is trying to teach you how he can be the source of everything in your life here before you get there. Oh, man. Do you understand that there's a common theme? That there's things that, God, that, that revelations are telling us about the end that God is trying to do in us now. Oh, my God. Just the thought that every need, there will be no need. Everyone talking about, oh, the end homelessness and end hunger in the world. Hunger will never end until Jesus returns. Do you know, I'm not saying that we are neg neglect our responsibilities, but we can have all these presidential candidates give you all these plans for hunger, all of this stuff like that. Because people are corrupt and money, because of the greed of money, is the, the root of money is the seed of all, is the root, excuse me, of all evil. That is what continues to cause people not to ever get out of hunger. Hunger can be very solved, but because of the fallen state of man, it will never be solved. What are you saying, Brandon? What are you saying? I'm saying it will not be the, the issue of that will not be solved until Jesus comes back. Because you got greedy people. <laughs> and they're in your God house. They're in your local government. They're in all okay. They're everywhere. All right, last thing. What will heaven be like? Heaven will, is a place where we will be perfected. Amen. All right. All right. All right. First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 51. This is right here. Listen, I, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we all will, but we will all be changed. Say change. 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 
Say, listen, we will not all die. It says, I'm going to tell you a mystery. I'm going to tell you a mystery. Let me tell you a secret. We will not all die, but we will all be changed. Here's the thing. Heaven is a place where all things will be made new. What you've known here will be all, those are the former things. What you've gone through here will be former. Because I tell you this mystery that we will all be changed. It will not be like this that you experience here. It will be so different. It will be new. Say new. New. That guess what? Even we will all be changed. It say in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, when it shall be caught up, we will be changed. Right? We'll be changed. Why will we be changed? Because well, a couple of things that are new about us is that, number one, we'll have a new body. Number two, we'll have a new mind. And then three, we'll have a new character. So you have a new character, a new mind, and a new body. What your body goes through now, you will not see it there. They tell me, a lot of people say, well, will there be sexual intercourse or any of that stuff in heaven? No, there will not. Because there's a new mind, there's a new body. How your body was formed here will not be the same way there. What you, in other words, what you want or crave for now in this life will not be the same because you have a new mind, a new character. Because the goal of family was so that, so that we may, uh, number one, subdue the earth. And that also we will reflect the Trinity here in the earth. Are you hearing me? So the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm going to a place where everything will be new. It's everybody says new year, new you. No, when you get there, it's a completely new you. You are so new to the point. Oh, my God. Can I preach in here now? That you are so new and to the point where God gives you a new name. You have a new body, a new character, a new mind, and a new name. Hallelujah. You have a new name. Your name here is not the same name there. Everybody has a heavenly name. Oh, my God, that has a meaning behind it. That your name, we will know you as nigh in heaven. We'll know you as God's name that he's given you. God, everyone has a name that's in this room, a heavenly name that is just specifically for you. And guess what? All of us will not have the same name. Hallelujah. You know why there's so many Brandons? There won't be. Everybody has a unique name to them. That name is unique to you. That name that God has handpicked to you. That is a new you. Hallelujah. I have a new name. God changes my character. God changes my attitude. What I used to want for, I will not want for no more. I will be in a heavenly body that does not see corrupt. Oh my God, that is not corrupt. I will be in a heavenly body that doesn't long for things of the flesh, but only wants things of the spirit. I will be in a whole body. And oh my God, can I connect it to you? That's why you got to get prepared to walk in the spirit. Because while walking in the spirit here, I'm learning for that. Jesus, I praise you tonight. I'm learning for there. Because get there, all I know is walking in holiness. All I know, but I'm being prepared here. I didn't plan to do this, but I'm getting prepared now. You're getting prepared now to 
to be able to know how that all you know is gotten but godliness. You wouldn't want anything that is outside of God. Hallelujah. That's why there's not going to be another God. When God, when Jesus died, he died once and for all. That means that when we get there, we'll just live in heavenly, oh my God, and heavenly glory. Just basking in the glory, working in the glory, enjoying fellowship in the glory without any lust, without any of that. Because it don't exist anymore because you don't need it. Hallelujah. Faith is only needed for here because when you get there, all of it will then come to fruition because you can see God face to face. So in conclusion, the more important fact of the matter is this, that while you'll be new and perfected, while all your needs will be met, while you, there will be no impurity and darkness, while there will be perfect rest, while there will be no more, there was, heaven is filled with a lot of no mores, no more pain, no more suffering. Here's the good news about all of this. It means nothing if you couldn't see Jesus. Hallelujah. People say, God, no one has seen God's face and live. But there we will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I praise the name of our God tonight. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, and says, And I heard a loud voice from the throat saying, Now the dwelling of God is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. The reality is that God will not be ashamed of a people because they they are new because they are not ashamed to make him their God because they've been ripped oh my God they have been redeemed from the hands of the enemy Revelations 22 verse 4 says they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads Here's the promise of heaven. What makes heaven heaven is that you get to see Jesus. Oh, man, let me tell you something. All of the, what Jesus looks like is going to be put to rest once you get there. All of that, oh, can I, is Jesus really real? I heard he was from Egypt. I heard that the Jesus was a person that the white people made up, not understanding that Jesus existed before even that even came in the picture. But, oh, my God, when you see all of that to be put to rest, when D.L. Hughley said, I don't believe in Jesus, when his guy, oh my God, when that brother's knee got the bow, then you'll say, well, this was real the whole time. The reality is this, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus, you'll see him face to face. And everybody that doubted in this gospel, everyone that accepted this gospel, all of us will see and know that Jesus is the true and living God. And you got the bow, and there's no person that can stand. You got the bow, even though, oh my God, even those who are unbelievers will, oh my God, begin to say to themselves, Why did I not believe this? They'll say, Oh my God, that people tried to tell me. My grandmother tried to tell me. My mother tried to tell me. There was an uncle, there was a man of God that tried to tell me. But at that time, that would be too late. And all you'll be tormented with, you'll be tormented with those thoughts forever. You'll be tormented in the lake of fire. You'll be tormented there. But all oh, blessed be the name of God that when we all get done from here, those who receive Jesus Christ, I'll finally get to see what I've been praying to. I'll finally get to see everything that I ever imagined that will come to pass. I'll see it in Jesus. Hallelujah. 
And I don't know about you. That's why people don't, I don't understand why you don't get excited about heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. See, you don't want to talk about heaven because hands of heaven seem so far away to you. But heaven is closer than you think because it's closer because heaven is inside of you. Man, I told you last week that the Holy Spirit is a guarantee of what you'll have before you get there. Hallelujah. Oh my God, seeing Jesus' face is more exciting to me than a new house. Seeing the face of Jesus is more exciting to me than a new job. Seeing the face of Jesus is more exciting than to hear a feel-good message. Because when I see him face to face, and hallelujah, me seeking his face here is getting me prepared there. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not going to have no sometime visit. I can see him anytime I want to see him. And guess what? We can all see him because all of us are going to have a unique relationship for our own selves. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to see it when I get there. I don't know about you tonight, but seeing the face of Jesus makes all of this worth it. Me preaching here makes all of it worth it. If I did not know this, then I would be, oh my God, then I would be messed up in myself. But I preach hard like this because I know that I'll see him. I'll see him. I'll see him. And guess what? I don't care about the woe to you. Don't get excited about seeing Jesus. I know you're going through what you're going through. But guess what? To see him. But guess what? I didn't have to wait to see him fully when I get there. He can come face to face to you now. And how he made that available. When he was going off the scene, he told the, oh my God, he told the disciples, don't you mope around like that. But I'm giving you somebody. Hallelujah. And that is a gift from God. It's a gift from God to you. And I want you to wait in Jerusalem. Because not only longer after that, you shall receive power. Once the Holy Spirit gets on the inside of you. And so I can see him now. Because his spirit has been deposited in the earth. So I can see him face to face. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a song that we sing when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing it will be when we all see Jesus. Hallelujah, we'll sing in victory. We'll sing in victory. We'll sing in victory. Not sing in defeat. Sing in victory. Because we see Zion. Hallelujah. 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 And that's what makes us so different than the angels. I'm coming to close. But that's what makes us so different than the angels. Because we got a testimony. We got a song that even the angels can't sing. That we've been delivered from the hands of the enemy. And that's why we can say, oh, death, where is our oh God? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? For you to preach slow sleep. That is to mean that death has power over me. That means the grave got power over me. But the last time I checked, he got up. Jesus.
Jesus, I praise you tonight. What will heaven be like? Heaven is like a bunch of believers who believe that he got up and we can see him face to face. Hallelujah. 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 And I kill my God, I refuse to pastor an ignorant church. I refuse to pastor a church that don't understand and don't get excited when you hear heaven. Not because of death, but to know that the reality of heaven is real. And to know that what we do here is not in vain. What you do serving God here is not in vain. What will heaven be like? I'll get the rest, the true rest see Jesus this doesn't matter to see him will make all of this matter and if you don't rejoice over the fact of that yeah you can rejoice about mansions you can rejoice about this and that but what makes heaven heaven is that Jesus is there and that he's there and I can talk to him and have communion with him and that he gets to sit with me and I can sit with him and tell him God thank you hallelujah thank you I said thank you for giving me over I said thank you for your son that's what makes heaven worth it that I can rest from my labors and I can say God thank you thank you for saving me thank you for saving me thank you that you knew who I was and you knew what I would do thank you Jesus hallelujah does it see the face of Jesus make all of this worth it hallelujah 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 it said I seen him high and lifted up that's what makes all of this to see him oh my god hallelujah Oh, to see the look upon his face. Hallelujah. That's what makes all of this worth it. You can take your humanistic and secularist gospel. I don't need it. All I need to know is that I'm going to see Jesus one day. And if you can't live based upon that reality and get through the life's troubles here, I don't know what to tell you. Because just to know that I know for a fact that Jesus is going is my God and that he will not be ashamed to be called their God is what makes all of this matter if you're thankful for it come on put your hands together and give God a prayer I said I'll see him I said I'll see him and the song that is the song of my life is that I will see him. I will see Jesus hallelujah 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 